All right, have at it. What is K State doing well to be two and zero and twelve and three? Well, they're you know they're they're guarding and uh, uh, guys seem to really understand their roles and and uh, certainly uh, their freshmen now are played enough minutes that they're more seasoned and and uh, been more effective and uh, they're playing extremely hard and they are off to a good start. I mean, there's no question and they're playing with a ton of confidence. Barry said you guys talked about the rivalry as coaches. What, what do you tell your guys about a rivalry? Uh, well, we talked about it. We talked about it that we're going to talk about it. So it's one of those things. Uh, uh, we're going to get into stuff more today because, you know, kids from outside the area, uh, and they're, fre they're freshmen too. I mean, they, they're from outside the area. They don't grow up thinking, you know, uh, KUK State and all that stuff. People grow up in their region and, and whatever teams are – rivals in the region, you know, that, that that would be who they'd follow. So, you know, it's, it's that's not in any way, shape, or form a, a, a knock to anybody, but uh, we'll talk a lot. You know, we just got back late uh, Thursday or early Thursday morning, and so yesterday we practiced for for an hour and, and visited, but but we really didn't get a chance to go into a lot of stuff. So we'll, we'll start we'll start doing all that today. What, what stands out when you look at Marcus Foster? What is he? He's, 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 uh, he's, he's hungry. I mean, kid's thirsty. He he wants to score, and he's aggressive on how he goes about getting his shot. And he knows where the shots are coming from, and he's prepared to score. I mean, he's a uh, he's a good he's a good player. He's he's a guy that that that'll that'll be an all league type player uh, uh, eventually. I think he's got a chance to be terrific. Do, do you remember ever seeing him on the No, you know what? I I probably did. Our staff. You know, when when you start talking about kids and. The number of kids and, and how many you see and everything. Usually, I spend the majority of the time recruiting kids that we're involved with, you know, as opposed to maybe some, you know, just going to sit in the gym just to watch, just to f try to find out. But my assistants definitely were, were, were aware. And of course, I was aware of them by name, but I, I didn't get a chance to follow him a lot. People over there have started drawing comparisons between him and Mitch Richmond. Is that a little unfair? Do you see that at all? Uh, well, I mean, he's he's younger than me. When Mitch got to K State, now Mitch is one of the baddest boys in the country. Mitch was an Olympian, I mean, I mean, and uh, NBA All Star. So uh, that was a bad boy. Uh, uh, but at the same stage, you know, I could certainly see. You know, they're comparing Joel to Lajuan. So at the, you know, and, and and you're talking about a Hall of Famer. So you know, when you're young and, and uh, you haven't had a chance to to really. Uh, uh, become what you're going to be, I, I think there's a lot of times there's comparisons made like that, which is probably fairly accurate. Coach, right now Kansas is the only team with, or the only state with three teams ranked in the top 25. What does it say, say about the state as a whole to have more teams ranked than, say, like a Texas or a Carolina or a Kentucky? Well, I don't know about Kentucky because Kentucky doesn't have that many schools, but, but obviously Carolina's got 20 or whatever, and, and uh, Texas has a lot. Uh, uh, you know, California obviously has a lot of high major schools, uh, uh, but it, it you know it speaks volumes to when you have three Division One schools in the state and they're all ranked and you know all doing very well. And uh, you know, I, I certainly I saw something the other day that that which is considered to be the best basketball state in the country right now, and uh, I think Kansas was second or third. Something like that. I think Ohio was was one or something, but but 
it was it was it was it's pretty flattering to know that that in a state that's that's uh, not that highly populated, and you only have three Division One institutions that all are, are doing as well as they are. Do you feel like each program benefits when the other two in the state are good? I've always thought that. You know, I, I, yeah, I've always thought that. I, I think, I think when K State's good, uh, it helps Kansas, and uh, I would think when Kansas is good, it helps K State, and and then of course. Uh, uh, I think when Wichita State is doing the things that they're doing, obviously it brings attention to our state, which is very positive. So, yeah, I, I see absolutely no negatives in that stuff. Coach, tomorrow's game versus Kansas State starts a stretch of uh, you guys playing four straight top 25 teams. You can even throw Oklahoma 12 and 2 when you guys play them. Can you San Diego State, top 20. What confidence can you remember a more difficult, say, five-game stretch? Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I, I'd have to go back and look because I, I make statements all the time. That's this is the most Kansas has ever been away from home, and I get corrected on that. And you know, so so I, I mean, I'm not really sure uh, going back if I can recall if we played a, a, a toughest stretch as what we were, were getting ready to play based on records and based on rankings. But but I can't think of one. This this is a monster start for us and. And uh, certainly uh, one in, in which we need to, you know, we need to play good early in conference play. Uh, you know, you can't win the league, obviously, in January, but you can certainly put yourself in a position where it'd be awful tough to catch up. And and uh, so we need to we need to be our best right now. Is this the most wide open you can remember the league as far as teams that actually have a chance to win it? Uh, well, I've, I think it's been, you know, my personal opinion. I, I think that we've been a favorite, you know. Several of the years, but but we've been co-favorites, or there's been other teams that, that that have been up there that make a run, and you know I can go back many times and think about well we've got three losses and they've got two, and we got to win out and we got to hope something happens with them, and you know so this this been open before, but I think going into a conference season, I don't think we've ever had as many teams that you could say when they're playing their best over a period of time that could be the best team in the league. Uh, and I think there's multiple teams that you could say that with. I guess uh, Bruce Weber has a Chris Lowry coach the defense, and it's almost like an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator type feel. What is Lowry's defense known for? Well, when when he was at Southern Illinois, when we played him in the Sweet 16, obviously, you know they they really, really, really got after you, and their ball screen defense was the best I did, had ever seen. Uh, back, I mean, they they almost scared you. Uh, uh, when you set a ball screen uh, with, uh, what was it, Faulkner, was that right? The, the big kid, uh, God, he was a stud. And they had others, and, and, uh, and, their, and their closeouts were unbelievable. I'd say closeouts and ball screen defense is what I remember most about that Sweet 16 team because I thought they did those two things as well as anybody I'd ever seen. And are they doing that now? Yeah, 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 I, I would say so, yeah. You know, that, that, that team at, at uh, Southern Illinois was, a, was an experience, you know, tough. Uh, uh, you know, uh, upperclassman type team that that uh, uh, really, really, really understood how to guard and understood the team concept. And there's no question, K State's playing at a very high level defensively. Uh, I would be interested to see what Chris thinks about comparing the two because I don't, you know, I'm not there every day, so I don't know. But right now, they've got them playing defensively about as well as anybody in the country, I would think. But when you, when you look at Perry's game against San Diego State and then how he played the other night. What are the keys for him, um, you think, to... I think, I, I think a lot of us just, in, in that situation, I mean, 
and we say what we want to, but he didn't, he felt terrible San Diego State game. I mean, he, his health wasn't very good, and and uh, you know, no reason to talk about it because when you play, you got to perform. I mean, there's no excuses, and, and but I do think he felt much better physically against Oklahoma, and and, and he looked much more aggressive going after the ball. Because this uh, proposed apartment complex is that uh, uh, something you think might be able to help you out with with recruiting? Well, that's a question that I haven't thought would be asked today, but but uh, uh, there's no question. You know, the, the thing about it is, and, and, and everybody will have their own take, but uh, housing uh, where our student athletes reside now is is way, 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 way behind uh, what the competitors would be housing their student athletes in, and uh, in a big way, big way. Uh, so, but, but, you know, but there's certain things about it that's terrific, mainly being location. You know, you're just across the street from a lot of things. But, but in order for us to maintain and, 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 and even exceed what we've been doing, there's certain things that have to be done. I mean, why did we renovate Allen Fieldhouse? I mean, why did we build a practice facility? Uh, why do you renovate offices and locker rooms? Uh, uh, bells and whistles are very, very important. And, and the one thing that I would say as much as anything, and we've said this all along. Why, why, why did we build a new academic center? You know, it's it's to, to for the benefit and, and, and certainly for the development of the student athletes. And hey, they 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 deserve to have a, a situation to live uh, in which uh, they can be monitored, in which they could be uh, obviously have more secu security. Uh, you know, if if you recruit some guys into your to your program. And, and hopefully we'll continue to do so, uh, where there's very little uh, uh, security and people can come and go as they please and, and, and basically take away all privacy that these youngsters have and that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't think that's the intent of, uh, of being a student athlete. And we can't put it on. It's not college kids. It's professional people. It's agents. It's runners. It, it's it's uh, uh, professional autograph seekers and things like that. I, I think we should provide our student athletes a little protection, uh, so that f therefore uh, they can at least have a better experience. And of course, you know, we want to we want to be comparable and, and have the same type of living conditions of the people that we're recruiting against. And and certainly that'll be something that not only can we sell it, but we can, people can't use it against us. Because right now, that's obviously something that, that, that could be used against us. So I, I, I think it's good. I, I think it would be, you know, obviously the athletic department or, or, or uh, through the generosity of, of, of some people will, you know, it's, hopefully it's going to be money raised that doesn't, you know, privately and all that stuff. So I, I, don't, I don't see a big negative, but I see a world of positive moving forward. Coach, could you uh, discuss some uh, specifics about Joel's development so far this year? Are there aspects of his game that he didn't? Expect to see at this point, or uh, what he's been doing on the court? Joel, yeah. well, he's, he's done great. You know, he, he didn't play as well against Oklahoma, but I'm so proud of him for being out there. You know, you just get the the goggles or the glasses on. I mean, hell, he couldn't remember to even pull him down. You know, uh, uh, when he's in the game, so uh, it was it was uh, kind of comical during some deals, shoot his free throws, and he can't remember to put them down. But uh, I think he's done great. I, I think he's done great. You know, there's some things obviously he's got to. He's got to continue to get better at, and one of them is strength. You know, he's got to get stronger. But I don't think anybody in our program could say that they're surprised that he's done as well as he's done. And there's certainly uh, 
I don't think there's anybody that could say in the least way, shape, or form that they're, they're remotely disappointed. Uh, uh, he's been everything we thought he'd be this early in his career and more. Florida State uh, gave him a free throw line jumper and he kept passing it up. Does he have that shot yet? Or? You mean Florida? Uh, Florida State, I think, it allowed him to have a free throw line jumpers and he didn't take them. He... You're talking about Joel? Yeah, a couple times when he had the ball there. Okay. Well, we haven't played. We haven't played Florida State. Uh, Florida State, so. State. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that. Uh, I think. I think a lot of it was he was a little bit outside the free throw. You know, he was. He was probably behind the arc or straddling the line. And and yeah, he's gonna. He needs to take that shot. There's no question. He needs to take that shot. There's been a lot of teams last year. I don't know if you you realize or remember, but they didn't guard Kevin Young in the high post either. And 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 Kevin finally, you know, jumped up and at least was a threat from there, which forced him to guard him. It's kind of like throwing long in football. You know, you got to throw long even if it's incomplete, just to let people know you're going to do it. And I think that we should be doing more of that, and Joe should be doing, doing more of that as we go forward. How long will he wear the goggles? I don't know. I don't know. That, that'll be Doc's call, you know, whenever I feel like that, that uh, uh, he took a pretty good blow, and so uh, it's just precautionary. But still yet, I, I think they're going to keep him in them for a little while at least. It's just one game the other night, but what did it do for your confidence winning on the road? Well, I, I it you know it did a lot for mine. <laughs> I don't know if you really care about what it did for me, but but certainly uh, for our players, I thought I thought that I thought they felt really good about themselves leaving out of there. You know, it's it's a we're kind of in a unique situation here, uh, and, and it's a good situation. But you know, you you, you win, uh, you know, you can I can go back and I can remember every home loss like it's yesterday. And I've been here now almost 11 years. And, and, and trust me, the players know that too. So sometimes when you, when you have a situation like we had last Sunday and we obviously didn't play well uh, and, and, and you lose, you know, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, it can be a, a, a pretty good body blow, whereas most places it's not a body blow. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, it, it's, it's something that hurts, but you get over it quickly because you've learned to deal with it more. And, and uh, so I hope we don't ever get where we're comfortable with it. So whenever, whenever that happens, a situation like that, I think it's important that we recover and, in, in a quick way. And I, I thought our guys responded really well against OU. I thought, I thought we did a lot of good things. And we did it with Joel and, and basically Andrew not having, you know, nights. And we still, big nights, and we still score 90. So I, I was really pleased with our guys. Is that a better example when you want to see 50-50 balls and hustle and get on the floor? Yeah, we, we, were, we were pretty active the other night. We were, we were very active, I thought. Is that something that kind of becomes contagious? Yeah, there's no question. It's, no, it's contagious. You get, you get one doing it, two will do it. You get two doing it, four will do it. You know, that, that play where, where we got the loose ball and wing called timeout, there were seven kids that dove for that ball. Seven. And we end up getting it. So, so my, my and so it was OU playing hard too. That's the way it is in conference play, especially everybody's going to hook up and play hard. Is that why they played harder? I mean, just because it was conference? No, no. Or was it practice? Or was it? Well, I think. Or, well, it could be we got our butts beat on Sunday, and it's first game of new season in conference, and practices were probably good. It's probably a combination of a little bit of everything. But playing harder is not the right term. That that that's not the right term. Our our kids play hard. It's probably playing with more passion, you know, because when, whenever you're, whenever you have more energy, the appearances you play so much harder, you know. But but, uh, uh, you know, it's I could be wrong. You can go out and run a mile and 
nobody's there watching and running as hard as you can, and your time will be much slower than if you got some people competing against you and, and, and that kind of stuff. And I, th I thought that that uh, you know we, we we think we're playing hard, but there's still another big step that we can take. And I thought that was at least a step in the right direction. All teams go through it. What did you think of Nadir down the stretch? He was terrific. Nadir closed the game for us like a point guard supposed to close the game. He was good. And what about Fran Camp's future? I mean, will he continue to, to get to? Well, I hope so. I thought yeah, Connor did, did good uh, against OU. And, you know, when we we were down uh, four, I think, and then we went on 11-1 run to key it to, I mean, to end the half. And he played, obviously, you know, played a role in that. But. You know, uh, he played good. He just didn't make two shots, and that, and that was real positive to see. So with the exception of maybe a couple of seasons, you guys have had consistently in-state kids that have not just you know been on the roster but have contributed and started and played big mm -hmm. roles. Um, you know, how big is that for the program? And has that surprised you a little bit that you've been able to maximize kind of a state with not a lot of population? You know, and, and, and we, we've actually missed on some kids too. You know, we made, we made some recruiting mistakes. Uh, Going a different direction, and and uh, where kids have panned out to be really, you know, good players and and that kind of stuff. And so I I, uh, I, I think I think what what it does local kids this 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 isn't necessarily true, but in games like K State or whatever, it's nice to have some local kids that grow up understanding the rivalry and that kind of stuff. And and uh, uh, I'm a big believer that you know. Hey, the best players don't always make the best teams. You know, the best players that play the best together make the best teams. And we've had some great blend guys that came from the state of Kansas. Great blend, whether it be Travis or Tyrell or, or Brady, that, that, that the ball moved a little better when they were in there or, or they were able to, you know, uh, uh, make sure that they, they – uh, piggyback screens or went ball side of every curl. You know, I mean, there's so, that that maybe don't translate to be big things, but those are plays that win basketball games. And so uh, uh, I've been real pleased with who we've been able to recruit. And I, I hope there's good players in our state every year. I wish we could get a kid out of here every year because I, I do think I do think it adds something to your program to have some local flavor. All right, Coach. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good day. Thanks.